Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Anita. Welcome, Anita. So tell me, what kind of art do you do? Hi, Maggie. Thank you. Actually, my art is two-part, really. I try to capture the beauty of nature through photography, and then I try to find different ways to display the photos. Um, I try to put them on wood or something different rather than just an ordinary frame to put them in. How did you get involved with art like that, with photography? Well, photography, I've had a love for since I was a young girl, actually, probably between age 10 and 13, maybe. The house that we lived in at the time had the most beautiful view of the sunset, and I just loved it. Every day, every night I was taking pictures of the sunset and every night they were different. So it just drew me in. And from there, it just spiraled and I became the family photographer. Every event or occasion, I was the one taking all the photos for the family. And I just loved it. And I still do. I still do to this day. Um, yeah, that's about it. I just always have loved it. It's always been my hobby. Unfortunately, I didn't do it as a career, but I just kept it up all these years, though. So. And was your home with a beautiful view of the sunset, was that in Rhode Island? Yes, that was in Cranston. My okay. mom lives there, actually. Oh, cool. In the same house? Yes. Oh, that's yep. so nice. So were yeah. you born and raised in Rhode Island? Yes, I was. Yep. Cool. And were you creative at all before finding this love of photography when you were, you know, even younger? Actually, yes, I did always like to make things. If there was anything that I wanted, any type of wreath or anything at all that I liked, I would always try to make it myself and put my personal touch on it. Maybe I, I saw it in the store and it wasn't quite what I wanted. So I would just think to myself, I can make that. And I would do my best to make it with my own personal touch on it. And that's what I try to do with my photos as well very crafty. Was the environment you grew up in creative? Were other members of your family maybe the source of inspiration for your creativity? Well, I did end up becoming a hairstylist and I think that's a very creative profession. Um, my sister was a hairstylist. My uncle was a hairstylist. I have a great uncle who was a barber, cousins who were hairstylists. So oh, wow. sort of ran in the family. So we all just enjoyed that profession. Okay. Cool. I do feel it's a very creative profession. Absolutely, yeah. Did you take photography classes or any kind of art classes throughout middle school or high school? I did not. I didn't do that until I was an adult and I had more free time. Um, so self-taught, that's awesome. Yes, yeah. Great. So what did you, did, did you have any other focus in high school or did you know that you already wanted to become a hairstylist? So that's the trajectory you put yourself on. Yes, I did know I wanted to be a hairstylist. I always wanted to do that. So that was my course. Oh, okay. So did you, I imagine you practiced on your friend's hair and, and experimented like that maybe? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Not always a good turnout, but <laughs> we did play a lot. Oh. Where did you go after high school? I went to hairdressing school. That was a one-year course. Um, it's called Costins. It's actually no longer there. It was in Warwick, Rhode Island. 
but I even enjoyed that. That was a fun year. Okay. <laughs> right into the workforce. Wow. So what was your first job like as a hairdresser? It was scary, to be I'm honest. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did work on clients in the hairdressing school, but to actually be at, at a job and doing it for real for the first time, it was scary. Of course. And so did you start off as like an assistant or did you go straight into working with your own clients? Right. Straight into working with my own clients. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It turned and out luckily. Yeah. Good. That's great. And were you working at the same salon or parlor as your other hairdressing family members? Yes. I, well, my first job, I didn't. Um, but after a couple of years, I did end up working for my uncle and my sister actually worked for my uncle as well. Oh. So we worked together. That's cool. And what was it like working with your family members? It was fun. It was fun. It was busy. I'm showing my age, but that was back in the 80s. <laughs> and um, it was very busy back then. And we did a lot of perms, all <laughs> sure. sorts of perms. That was the thing. So all day, every day, pretty much, it was perms and colors and lots of perms. Okay, and how did you balance? So you never thought about photography as a future career. You didn't really even think about it. It was just a hobby. I thought about it um, because I loved it so much, but I just felt I never really had the time to actually put into it to make okay. it a full-time career. So you never thought about going to like art school? No, I never did. Gotcha. And so how did you balance pursuing art as a, you know, as a passion, as a hobby, while also working such long hours as a hairdresser? Well, I actually didn't start doing this until maybe 10 years ago. So by then I had, I wasn't working as much at the salon. I had cut my hours back a little bit and I had more time to play and create and try different things. But you were still like doing photography with your family or maybe on your travels or did you just pause the photography during those no, earlier always, years? Yeah, no, I was always taking photographs. That was something I always did. I always had my camera with me. It's just something I've always loved. Yeah. I just see, see the beautiful sunsets and everything in nature and I just want everyone else to see it. Aww. I try sometimes not to take the camera and just go and enjoy the sunrise and I'll end up whipping my phone out <laughs> with my phone, which doesn't work. But I just, for some reason, I just can't sit and enjoy it. I always want to try to capture it. Interesting. And so you you started trying to develop this more as a business, you said about 10 years ago, when you also started scaling back on your hours at the salon? Correct. Okay. And is this still the salon, I guess, owned by your uncle, where your sister was also working? No, he has retired. Um, I'm actually working closer to home in West Greenwich now. And I'm just working um, two to three days a week now. I've scaled back quite a bit now. Okay. So what happened between the time when you started working at your uncle's salon and, you know, 10 years ago when you started turning your photography into a business? Did you jump to any other salons or how? Yeah. Let's <laughs> that... fill in the gaps. Well, because um, I have two sons, so um, that, you know, put a pause on things for a little bit. Um, I scaled back then and then went more back up to full time once they were a little older. Um, but yes, um, I had gotten out of hairdressing for a little while, um, 
but then got back into it. And that's when I moved closer to home in West Greenwich to be closer to the kids' school. Okay. Gotcha. And so what happened about 10 years ago when you started doing more photography? Was that the result of you, you know, scaling back your work hours? And so just consequently, you decided to take more photography or was it you decided you want to take more photography and so you scaled back your your hours at the salon? Um, no, it was more, I had already scaled back my hours at the salon. Um, and then I just had more time to pursue taking photographs and playing with them and putting them on wood and trying different things. Um, again, I try to do things differently and rather than just putting the photo in the frame, I started playing with different mediums and just different ways to show the photographs basically. Yeah, well, so tell me a little bit more about that. What were those initial steps that you started taking to try and, you know, display and monetize your photography? Well, I had seen the metal prints, which I thought were nice. They're a little more contemporary, but I liked the way that they looked, but I found them to be very expensive. So I decided to try to recreate that and make it a little more affordable for the consumer. And I started to put them on wood and cover them with an epoxy resin, which gives them that shiny look almost like you would get with the metal. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they turn, turn out nice. Um, it's just, it's very difficult, um, but it probably took me a good year to master the epoxy resin because every little piece of lint or dust or anything that's floating around in the room, if it lands on it, it shows, <laughs> it shows right. a lot. So um, that was quite difficult, but I feel like I've gotten it pretty much 90%, 90 to 99% perfected. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the turnout. I feel like they come very nice. Good. And so I apologize for my ignorance, but is this is this a process that you can just do like in your basement or did you have to work with a printing company? No, you can do it. I do it at home. Okay. I do it in my basement. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so you started selling your artwork then once you figured out this, you know, this original process? Right. Well, I started trying to sell my artwork. Um, right. Not, it's not that easy, unfortunately. Um, that was my biggest issue, honestly, is trying to find somewhere to sell them. I did a couple of shows um, and I had them in a couple of stores, but it was, you know, not really enough to, you know, make a lot of money or make any decent money. And the shows were quite a bit of work, too, trying to get everything there and um, unloaded and and reloaded and so it, that's been the difficult part for me and did you try to have an online presence at all or did you really focus on physical presence like you said the shows and the stores did you um forgive me if i've forgotten but do you have an etsy shop or a website no i don't have either unfortunately so you were really you really wanted that in-person connection yes you say that you know you have some difficulties in in selling your work so what do you see when you think of what you want your business to be like. What does that look like? What does success look like to you for your artwork? Well, it would be nice to, you know, have some way to display them and sell them. And then I can just keep making and selling and hopefully 
selling a lot, <laughs> basically. Yeah, of course. So do you hope you would, I assume from that answer, want to make this your full-time job and stop doing hairdressing? I think eventually, yes, that would be nice. It would be a nice change. Um, I have been cutting hair for a very long time. So I do have, a, I think, a greater passion now for the photography and the artwork than I do cutting hair. Okay. Yeah, that's understandable. Is there any person that has particularly influenced your artistic pursuit? That would have to be my mother. <laughs> She's been on me for a few years to try to sell. She always she was the first one who convinced me to try to sell my art, my artwork because she would say it's so beautiful. You know, people would love to buy that. And she was in my ear basically for three or four <laughs> years straight. And finally I said, you know, I'm going to try it. So definitely my mother. Awesome. <laughs> she gave me the confidence and the courage, I think, to, to go for it. That's great. So it seems like your family has been very supportive of your creative endeavors. Yes, everyone has actually. They're my biggest fans, <laughs> actually. But um, yeah, they've all been very encouraging and positive and given me a lot of encouragement. That's great. So besides your mother really pushing you to sell your work, what else motivates and inspires your photography? I think just my love of it. I, can, I can't stop. <laughs> so I just keep doing it and doing it. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop with my camera. <laughs> and are there any themes in particular that emerge from you know the kind of scenes you tend to photograph? Uh, definitely. Um, Sunrise and sunsets. Uh, right. Beach. The original inspiration. Yes, the beach is definitely. I love the beach and I love photographing the beach and the sunrises and sunsets, but I also love photographing birds. That's a big hobby as well. I love all animals, but I love to photograph the birds and the squirrels and all little critters in my yard. Okay. And why birds in particular? Do you know? I don't know. I just love them. I think they're so beautiful. And besides, you know, finding a stable way to sell your photography, what are any particular obstacles that you have faced in your creative pursuit? I think time, the time factor was a big obstacle. And I'd say that's it between the time and some way to sell them. Those have been my biggest obstacles to this point. All right. Now tell me about your workspace because of course it seems like your workspace for just the pure photography is outdoors but then you also you said you work at home to to actually make the prints so can you describe that space for me sure it's actually in my basement and it used to be my kids band room <laughs> they used to play their music in here um and now they're grown they're 25 and 23 now so the band room the band was dissolved <laughs> but um it's a perfect space now for my workshop. So that, that was a good thing that came of it. And everything's set up. I'm very organized. I like to have everything neat and I want to know where everything is when I need it. And I usually blast music while I'm working. Same. That's, <laughs> yeah, I love to play music. Um, what kind of music? I love all types of music. I, I tend to um, try not to do anything too peppy because then I can't stand still. So okay. I... <laughs> I've run into that problem before, believe it or not. So I had to tone it down a little bit. But um, yeah, pretty much anything. I listen to all types of music. It inspires you, you said? Yes, it does. Okay, <laughs> cool. And speaking of inspiration, do you go 
like you said, you bring your camera with you everywhere. But do you at times also go out just for the purpose of photography, like looking for inspiration? Yes, I do. I do that. Um, I usually go to the beach, <laughs> um, but a lot of times we hike a lot. So a lot of times I'll bring my camera on a hike as well, because I do love that. The woods also, it's just a little more difficult to find things to photograph in the woods sometimes. Okay. Um, the beach is just always gorgeous. <laughs> Okay. And what do you think it is about nature, about the woods and, and animals and the ocean that people are so connected to? I'm not sure. I've always had this love, um, especially for animals. I would always bring something home when I was a kid, a bird with a broken wing or, um, you know, I was always just drawn to nature and animals and all that stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just in me. <laughs> All right, we talked about, you know, the ultimate goal of your art being your full-time gig, being able to sell a lot of work and monetize it. But what do you want your photography to be or to mean for your audience, for your customers? I always hope people can just see the beauty that I'm seeing as I take the photos. Uh, as I said earlier, I just try to capture the beauty of nature okay. in a way where people can feel as though they're there when they're looking at the photograph. I like to take people places with the photos. That's my hope anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's so lovely.